Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hello, and welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 94. What do sunglasses have to do with our faith? Today, Corey and Lee are going to talk about three different types of sunglass lenses and why it's so important for the kids in our lives to see the world through God's holy lens brought into focus by the Bible. Before we dive in, I want to remind you to make sure you have subscribed to this podcast and share, share, share. We want to help every parent, grandparent, Sunday school teacher, mentor, and advocate confidently know how to tell the children in their lives about Jesus. And this podcast is one simple way to help do that. Your share means so much to the ministry of Bible to School. You'll also want to head on over to our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. And check out the resources tab. While you're there, you'll find the show notes from today. You can catch up on any archived podcast that you may have missed, view our blog, see our at-home resources, and have a chance to learn more about what it looks like to bring Bible to school to your community. Are you ready to hear what it means for kids to have their biblical worldview sunglasses on? Join me as I jump over to Corey and Lee's conversation now. Well, Corey, welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Hi, Lee. It's so great to be with you today. We haven't we haven't talked in a, a few weeks, have we? No, it is so fun, Corey, to be in springtime, getting ready to roll into summer, knowing that kids are going to have a break from school, teachers too. It's just really exciting time especially at the Pennypacker house and at my house. We happen to both be mothers of the grooms this summer. That's right. My youngest is getting married and your oldest is getting married. And I've been through this before, Lee. Here's my advice to you is we just kind of stay out of the way. The mothers of the bride get to do all that stuff and run around and have a great time. We just get to have, sit back and have fun. So it's awesome. Well, I am always here for fun. And Corey, I always love it when you give me advice, but I also love it when you tell me stories about your kids. And I know you have a fun story to kick us off today about your oldest, Justin. It's on the topic of what we're we're speaking about today. It's about a biblical worldview and the public schools. And people are like, well, how can that be compatible? Well, it is compatible. My son, Justin, who he actually got married two years ago. So that was my first rodeo with, with wet weddings. So fun to see your, your child so happy a day when they're just beaming and prayers are answered. But when my son was young, all three of my boys, we, we really poured into them. Like many people uh, out there in the You Can Tell the Children Friends, is that you're pouring into these children and you don't know what's going to happen with all that you're doing with them and all that you're pouring into them and teaching them about God's word. We found out how important the biblical worldview is. So Corey, before we get started, why don't you tell us what a biblical worldview is? Well, a biblical worldview, Lee, in my definition, is seeing the world through God's holy lens. 
It's brought into focus by the Bible. It is knowing the Bible, knowing God. It gives you a clearer, sharper, safer lens to process the world through. I know that that lens has been used, that analogy has been used a lot, but it definitely is something that our kids really need. So you're talking about that people have probably heard about putting on a pair of glasses or like having a worldview, a biblical worldview is like putting on a pair of glasses through which we see the world, right? Yeah, that we're, we're filtering things through glasses, through lenses. I mean, you can filter things through negative lenses. You can filter things through positive lenses and you're, you're both seeing the same thing, but you're seeing something different. Two different people are. With a biblical worldview, we're seeing them through God's eyes. And that's when we're pouring into our kids when they're young so that they are developing this. So, so it's second nature to them to process it through a biblical worldview. I am kind of taking that analogy and people have talked about, you know, using biblical worldview glasses, but I'm, I'd like to talk about a little twist to that today about sunglasses. Now, Corey, I know you and you do not keep track of your sunglasses. Oh, I'm pretty famous. <laughs> Every summer, I am always like losing my sunglasses, scratching my sunglasses. I go through at least six or seven pair in one summer. My husband actually budgets for those. But my eyes, I have light eyes, hazel uh, green eyes, and they're real sensitive to the sun. I really need them, and I especially need them to drive. You would laugh because I'm in the drugstore or whatever, and I'm always picking out the every time, even though I lose them six or seven times, I go through this a summer and I'm like picking out the best pair. Like they can't be too big on your face because I have a teen, I have a small face and small nose and, but they can't be like too like way crazy looking, but they can't, they, need, they can't slide off your nose and they can't be too tight in the back or they give you a headache. So I, I am like, this is a very detailed criteria. And I'm flipping this little tiny little plastic thing around and this that tiny little mirror. It's really hard to see in that. Did you know? I, I, I'm sure you have. Oh, for sure. I know. But this is important because when I get behind the wheel, I need a clear view of what's going on uh, in front of me. And it's, it's my life depends on it and people around me, their life depends on it too. So that's kind of how I make sure I have the right sunglasses. And so we want our kids to have the right sunglasses on as well so that they can really, we talk about truth at Bible to school a lot. You and I talk about that and truth leads to hope. Like you, you have the truth because we, we talk about the lies that talks to us about and puts in our ear of you're not good enough. You're not tall enough or small enough or pretty enough or all those things. And those are all lies. And so what I want kids to have and what you want your kids to have around you is that biblical worldview that will guide them to truth, which in turn guides them to hope. And Jesus is the hope of the world. So when we're not there to guide them, we're not always going to be there, Lee. I mean, gosh, our kids are getting married. They're getting yeah. out of the house. We won't be there. Yeah. When we actually send them on the bus in the morning, even, we want them to have those biblical worldview glasses on. I think that just makes so much sense. But like you've told me before, not all sunglasses are the same. Like they're different. We need different kinds for different reasons. I'm sure this fits in there. Yeah. So I got really kind of thinking about this one day and I thought, well, you know, not all sunglasses are the same, not just the size, you know, size of them or how they look, but 
how they protect you. There's actually three ways that sunglasses can protect you. First of all, some of them have scratch-resistant lenses. So, you know, that's my scratch thing. If I could get those, I'd be in good shape. But of course, you have the UV protection lenses that everybody talks about that. They know, know that. But then there's the polarized lenses. Do you know what polarized lenses are at all? I don't think I do. Are they the ones that make everything look different? They're the, like they're bright yellow or clear, crisp color and contrast come at you. And so I like to tell you a little bit about that scratch resistant, the UV protection and the polarized. You, some sunglasses have one or two, but not all sunglasses have three, these three protections in it. So the scratch resistant lenses, that, that's a coating that deflects scratches, obviously. So the, your, your view is unhindered. The UV protection guards from like invasive light and it's in, it can be a visible that, you know, damaging rays that can cause health problems like, I mean, cataracts and sunburn in your eyes. I mean, it, that UV rays is a really big deal. And most people know about that. But that polarized one, that's about reducing glare. That's when like you're looking at the body of water and, and of course, like at the beach or you know, on a lake or something, light bounces off and gives a blinding glare. And it, it's bad for you. And it also, it, it kind of distorts your view as well. When you put on these polarized lenses, it reduces the reflective light as well as the direct light. And then you get a clear, sharp vision that enhances the color and contrast. So hence those, like when you put on those lenses and they have like a bright yellow to them or a bright pink to them, and you're like, ooh, I can really see and everything's clear. What I suggest with these sunglasses is that our world is ever-changing. And these sunglasses that were biblical worldview sunglasses we want to put on children, I mean, they want to, you want to filter out all those things. A friend of mine is Alex Kendrick. He's an author, an actor, and a movie producer, and he has six children of his own. And he said something I thought was so profound. He's like, you know, whoever wants your children the most, we're going to get them. Whoever wants the next generation the most will get them. The world wants their political views. They want their worldview. They want their loyalty to their branding, to their interpretation of what's right and wrong. And he challenges people, what are we going to do about it? And so my suggestion is get these biblical worldview sunglasses on your children. Because from the minute they're in the morning, you know, there's messages coming at them all the time. Some of it's good. It's not all bad messaging coming at them from culture. But I mean, school, media, gaming, entertainment, they can be harmful, which a lot of it, Lee, you and I talk about is darkness. You know, it's, it's just dark stuff coming at them. But I would, I would argue that oftentimes darkness is disguised as light. Would you agree hmm. with that? I think so. Can you explain what you mean about that? Well, darkness disguised as light is something that I would say the scratch lenses, when you have a distortion, there's a distortion with pride. Like you think it sounds really good. And it really makes you feel good. And I mean, there's, it's me-centered marketing. It's, man, you deserve it. You know, you deserve a break today. You know, you, and you deserve to be happier and younger. And I mean, the list goes on. But really, pride would be something disguised as, as light. It really is darkness. It's self-worship. It's self-preservation and it's me-centeredness. And we all know the gospel is Christ-centered. It's not me-centered. And so I've even seen this in, in churches, Lee. They're talking about 
you, 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 you know, and then the preacher's talking about that. And then there's a little bit of Jesus at the end. And I would say that that is a distorted view. Pride is scratching your lenses and it's kind of obstructing you. We're not victims, Lee. We're not victims. We're victorious. You know, the victimhood mantra is so prevalent now. I don't know about you. You don't, you don't want your kids to be victims, right? Yeah, no. I mean, a scratch on your lens or a scratch on your eye is a permanent vision change. I mean, you are missing a piece of something that is integral in your sight. And yeah, I think these kinds of assaults on our kids' worldview are obvious to all of us. Absolutely. And the other thing, besides, like I said, that scratching, that pride that feels good, but it's not really good to be talking about yourself all the time or focusing on yourself all the time when when we're here about loving God and loving others. So that kind of lulls you into the darkness. But also the other thing is counterfeit. Like it's almost true, but not really. It looks true, but it's not. And that counterfeit also dupes us and dupes our children. I would say that's like the UV rays. It's almost invisible. You can barely, barely tell that it's not true. I would say that there's marketing messages like that going around and counterfeit. You know, if it feels good, do it. We all know that your feelings lie, right? And that's what the Bible teaches. And don't trust people over 25 or, or whatever the messages are prevalent in, in culture that they're almost true. You got to love everybody. Yes, you've got to love everybody, but you don't have to love their actions. And you can love the person, but you don't have to love their actions. And you can say, I don't agree with your actions. And so culture does really present, they're very, very good at presenting counterfeit as true when it's not. And so those UV ray protection, the sunglasses is so, so prevalent because it's damaging. It's so damaging to to kids. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Who made me? Who did make us? In our spiritual core, all of us have a desire to know our Creator. Our children are no different. What an awesome and tremendous opportunity we have to introduce our children to God who created them, loves them, and wants to have a relationship with them. When the child in your life asks a question like this, explore the Psalms, praise God for His creative works, celebrate what makes them special, and thank God for creating the world and everything in it, including us. The last thing I wanted to talk about was, I mean, we we have the pride, the me, me, me thing that that makes us feel so good, but isn't really true. It's not gospel-centered. You know, we have this whole idea of almost true and and how that can fool people. But then the other thing is that polarized glare, that glare that comes off of other things that, things that we trust, you know, that we think, oh, well, that that person or that thing is going to tell us the right thing. And a lot of times that has to do with our identity. So that glare sometimes blinds us to thinking, oh, well, I am my job or I am a student, or I am, I am an athlete, or I am, and your identity is all wrapped up in what you look like, what your accomplishments are. It's a gender or a sex or what group you belong to. It just is not, that's not true. And that, that is a lie as well, that blinding glare 
uh, that these polarized lenses can clearly, crisply show you that your identity is in Christ. Mm. And what a difference that is. Yeah. I hadn't really thought through that our kids being secure in their identity in Christ is a part of them building a biblical worldview. It really is kind of a three-legged stool that we're talking about right now. Each part of this is so important. So I guess the questions we've got to ask everybody is what kind of sunglasses are your kids wearing to help protect them from the world and what the world's teaching, right, Corey? Yeah. Are you addressing these things that seemingly are not a problem to focus on yourself? Well, that is a problem if your child's focusing on themselves all the time. Seemingly, it's not a problem that, oh, that different, they have a different idea. That seems like it's almost true. And you don't, don't address and actually point out to them, it isn't true. It sounds good, but it isn't. So really calling that out when you see that all throughout the day. I mean, you know, parenting and teaching children is, we do it most when we're doing stuff with them, you know, riding in the car or whatever, um, doing things with them and, and pointing that out. And then that last thing is that you are loved by Jesus and you're made by him and your identity is in Christ and no one else. The saddest thing to me is to think that you're a little tiny sliver of who you are, you know, whether you're a boy or a girl, if that's your whole identity, Jesus has much more for you and you're much more bigger and value, more valuable in your identity in Christ than just that. That's only a little part of you. Your identity is in Christ and you are loved and valued and you don't have to do anything for that. You can wake up every day and say, I am the daughter of the king. I am the son of the king. And what a beautiful, beautiful identity that is. Well, I think it's amazing, Corey, that our kids can have a biblical worldview. I was thinking about this time recently when my daughter Gabby was in class and her science teacher was teaching evolution. And it's a part of every year at the beginning because that's where they draw the foundation. And my daughter, who doesn't normally say a word in class, she's very shy, very reserved, finally looked at her teacher and said, so you're telling me you believe there is no God. And mm. I couldn't believe it. I mean, she doesn't say a word in class, but she called for the question, right? Like she was able to see through the lens that she had on that what was being said was completely severed from a life of faith. And first of all, I wanted to cheer. When she came home, <laughs> she told me that she had said that. And I was like, wow, that's brave. But Corey, her teacher said back to her, I'm not allowed to tell you what I believe. And both of us know that'll trip our flag both times because she's allowed to ask and the teacher is allowed to speak on those issues. Yes. But a biblical worldview over the eyes of our children turns even our quietest students into really world changers who make a huge impact wherever they are. Well, they open up conversation. I have a story about my oldest son, Justin. He was a junior in high school and he had a English speech class where they were doing persuasive speeches. And the, the teacher was picking out the subjects that they, and you had to pick one side or the other. And he picked all the hot topics, uh, abortion, gay marriage, animal rights. There were so many. And my son was always in the minority, was sometimes the only person on the biblical worldview side. 
And I can remember that, you know, he'd bring stuff home and he'd say, mom, this is really hard to be the only person defending this view and respectfully doing it. That's the big thing, respectfully. We would go around the table and the kitchen table at dinner and, and, you know, help him really work it out and talk through it and practice. And he went and did it and a lot of courage there. And then years later, like I said, he's, he's married now. He said, mom, that was the best thing because it grew my faith. I could articulate it. And so thank you for coming alongside me during that to help me verbalize my biblical worldview when people around me, their views differ greatly. I know that the teacher, I'd spoke with the teacher, he really respected him because he did that. He had the opposite point of view, but he respected him because he did it. And then everybody hears the other side. It's okay to have two sides, two different views on something. And that's part of a conversation in the public school. So yeah, he had his biblical worldview sunglasses on, you know, scratch resistant and UV protected and polarized. And he was confident because he was, his identity was in Christ. He could see clearly around him and he could actually speak truth to people. So it was a beautiful thing. I love that. Corey, as we get ready to wrap up today, I'm wondering if we have some tips for how our parents that are listening or how our leaders or those in the lives of children might begin to figure out where their kids up, where their biblical worldview lenses are right now so we can begin to recalibrate. Sure. I would start very simple and just ask them questions. If they hear, if you hear some counterfeit, say you hear, you know, you deserve a break today, you know, or something and say, you know, do people really deserve a break? I mean, do people really deserve all those things that these marketers are telling them they deserve and see what they say. And if they say, well, no, people don't deserve anything. We're all sinners and we, you know, we need a savior. Then you're like, okay, you you got this. And if they say, well, no, I do deserve that because I have a hard life and I this and I that. I and if you hear the word if you hear the word I a lot, then you need to kind of gently coach them and let them know, hey, you know, this world isn't our it's our temporary home, and and it's not about that. It's about Jesus and about the big picture of heaven and our eternal life. And we're here to love God and love others. So you can dig down, like take little steps. But start the conversation with a question to see what they really think. Such good advice. Such good advice. Well, Corey, we're going to be working on questions like this, analogies about sharing faith with our children in the coming days and all the more. So I just wonder if you could wrap us up with prayer. As we lean in this summer, we have extra space, extra time. If you would pray for us to, I guess, just for wisdom, that we would be able to know how to engage our kids and the courage to do it. Yes, I would love to pray for us. Father God, Lord, it is hard to cut through all the darkness, Lord, and your word does that. So help us to stay in the word, Lord. Help us to stay in the word with our children. Lord, help us to ask questions and see where they are and then guide them at the, at the level that they're at, Father. Help us to identify when we hear untruth and so that the children, we don't just gloss over it or, pre- or pretend like we don't hear it. Father, I would pray that we would identify it and call it out and actually start a conversation about it, Father. Lord, I, I pray that for this courage. It takes time, too, to do that, to put a push a pause button and start a conversation like that. 
give people wisdom, give these adults wisdom to know when to do it, to know how to do it, and to know that it does matter as you shape and mold these young minds and hearts, Lord, that we want your word to be doing that. We want your biblical worldview to be doing that. We want them to see the world through your glasses, through your sunglasses, so that, Lord, when we're not there, they still got their sunglasses on and they can discern truth versus counterfeit and discern lies and just look for you in everything and the entire world. Lord, we love you and we thank you for being our truth, being our hope. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Corey. Thank you. I resonate so strongly with what Corey said. We want it to be second nature to our kids to process life through a biblical worldview. This will guide them to truth, which in turn guides them to hope. And we know Jesus is the hope of the world. We aren't always going to be there to guide them. So we want them to be equipped with the right sunglasses, ones that deflect scratches, guard from invasive light, and reduce glare to allow for sharpest vision. So what about you? Do you know if the kids in your life have their biblical worldview sunglasses on? Do they have a clear view of the world as God sees it? And are they able to confidently speak His truth to others? What takeaways from the conversation did you have today? We would love to engage with you in this conversation. To do so, make sure you're following us on our socials at Bible2School, and then comment on the post from today's episode, number 94, The Importance of Teaching Kids a Biblical Worldview. You'll also want to head over to our website, Bible2School.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com to check out today's show notes and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're there, select a star to rate us and leave us a note as a review. This helps other listeners find our show and share the good news of Jesus with the kids in their life. Finally, we have an exciting new conversation for you organized into a three-part series starting next week. Corey and I are talking about the top three spiritual questions all kids want to know the answer to. So until then, friends, get outside a little extra this week and praise God for His beautiful creation. And remember, you can tell the children in your life about your biblical worldview and the great love of Jesus.